2: Okay, so Buzz is standing by in the studio for our Big Tuesday podcast. But before we dive in, I have a request. I need you to open your internet browser and type in patreon.com slash Bob Suska show. And once you're there, choose to either follow the show for free, or better yet, subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Why? Well, because this show is powered by our Patreon page. We can't do this podcast without the immense support of our Patreon community. So why not join that exclusive club? It's the hub for this show where our most loyal listeners hang out, and by the way, where they can enjoy all kinds of bonus content as well. So join us, why don't you? Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show, and now I'll let the cartoons begin. The Bob
4: Seska Show Bob Seska Bob,
2: Bob, I have to get back to work The Bob Seska Show From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, February 20, 2024 And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network Hi there, what's up? My name is Bob Hello, Bob Hi, day 1,127 of the Biden-Harris administration 259 days until the 24th presidential election Find me on threads and Instagram, the Bob Seska I'm also on Blue Ski which I'm being silly when I pronounce it that way. I know it's Blue Sky, but I say bluesky because that's what I choose to say. I'm there, too. You can find me there. Twitter, BobSuska underscore go. Patreon, BobSuskaShow.com. And that guy right there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. Can you say bye? Can I get you
4: a Sorry. lozenge, sir? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm choking on the spray the spray paint from these sneakers. Oh, <laughs> man!
2: <laughs>
4: gold paint everywhere. Yeah. Hi, hi everybody. <laughs> uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz, and we keep large amounts of cash in our homes. We do. So, for committing fraud. Uh Trump has to cough up over 450 million dollars <laughs> and he's not allowed to borrow from any banks in New York. <laughs> the penalty was so harsh and Trump's fine was so big he tried to get a loan from Eugene Carroll.
2: <laughs> She nope. Recently
4: came in came yeah. into some cash. Yeah. Uh, that that funny Willis is tough, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Uh, did 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 you see her up there on the witness stand? Yes, it's so fierce with Trump's attorneys. <laughs> I, I also have it on good authority she once bit a mailman. <laughs> <It's just> fierce, <laughs> yeah, tough. Uh, the Republicans' top witness in their Hunter Biden charade has now been arrested for lying to the FBI. <laughs> Congressman James Comer, who led the accusations, reacted by saying something, 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 something. Biden, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Democratic name only, uh, Joe Manchin, uh, has decided not to run for president after all. Oh. Uh, Manchin plans to spend more time on his real passion, kidnapping babies.
2: <laughs> I had no idea he's doing that. Wow! Yeah,
4: again, still. Mm. Uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin this past week, and was widely condemned as a useful idiot for mm-hmm. Putin. Mm-hmm. Putin, of course, immediately denied that Tucker is in any way useful. <laughs> right. And uh, Bill Post, Bill Post, the inventor of the Pop Tart. Mm. Inventor of the Pop Tart has died at the age of 96. Company executives say he'll be cremated because if they bury him, he might pop up again.
2: Okay, here we go with the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Once he had a place,
1: he called his home. He said 30,000 square feet.
4: so get some merch your fans will buy it gold the sneakers here for sale try to raise him
1: up some bail sweet pretty Donnie do not cry for
2: they still buy your alabama Mountain Mike. Yeah. Brand
4: new.
2: Timely. uh, New song parody smell,
4: doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. It it helps get the smell of the monologue out of here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, uh, timely and and a great job. Uh, Unbelievable. One other thing that's exciting about these, I think there's the best news about these uh, sneakers from Trump, (laughs) is uh, it's good news for Josh Hawley. Yeah, (laughs) He's going to be able to run a lot faster now.
2: (laughs) Exactly right, with those golden sneakers. The first thing that I thought of when I saw those goddamn stupid shoes right that people are apparently paying all kinds of money to buy but the fact is that uh, those shoes look like his golden toilet Yeah, that's the first yeah. thing i thought of and i thought what well, wouldn't it be a great slogan if if he promoted the shoes by saying hey this looks like something donald trump pooped in
4: there's a poop in every pair
2: there's a poop in these shoes <laughs> in thank you pair. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be doing that anytime soon. But you know what? Dare to dream. I'm just throwing suggestions out there. I, I guess the only
4: th- way he's connected to these is licensing. He sold the licensing rights to yeah. this This. this- Fake company yep. that I guess their address is some law office in Wyoming or something. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's not, not, none of this is real. It's all imagined. But, uh, and I, I don't know how much money he makes uh, for the licensing or, or, right. or what kind of deal that is. But they, yeah, they sell for 400 bucks a pair. And yep. uh, it was a limited run, what, of a thousand of them, I think. And, mm-hmm. and now the, 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 the they're selling for like $10,000 and more.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Kurt Eichenwald is reporting about that Wyoming town. It's like right? Sherman, Wyoming or something like that. <laughs> something like Forget that. Forget the name <laughs> of the town. But apparently, a lot of crooks and conmen set up companies in that town. I'm not sure what it is about that town in Wyoming, what laws they have in the books or anything like that, but <laughs> Kurt's on top of it, yeah. So it's the Wild West, Bob. It really, really is. But, I mean, look... <laughs> They're sneakers. This is what Donald Trump does. He is a master plagiarist loves attaching his name to things that he didn't build, that other people built. Uh, Sometimes they ask him to attach his name. Other times he just does it voluntarily. He just takes it like the uh, VA choice bill that he always takes credit for, that Barack Obama signed into law. Uh, No, no, Donald Trump did that. That's that's his, but that's what he says. And of course he's a plagiarist and he didn't really do it. Um, Even his wife, Melania Trump, plagiarized not one but two michelle obama speeches that's true yeah i mean the whole business model for donald trump right now for the trump organization is just slapping the trump name the trump brand onto shitty buildings and products <laughs> a, a lot
4: of a lot of people wonder well, what happened to trump's stakes and the answer is they are now the soles of these shoes
2: <laughs> oh my god perfect holy shit <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, they were sold in mall stores, probably right next to a Tom McCann's or something like that, (laughs) next to a Foot Locker. So why not just pass them between the two store locations? Reuse, reuse. Yeah, nothing says genius like, hey, why don't I sell beef in the Sharper Image stores next to the vibrators? Great idea, Donald. Anyway. I
4: I don't know how this helps him politically or, or financially. Like I said, I don't know. Uh, what the structure of this uh, licensing deal is, or, or or what he initially would get for it, mm-hmm. uh, it it can't. I can't imagine that it will help him much yeah. uh, considering the, the fines
2: that are now
4: adding up quickly.
2: You want to listen to him getting booed at the sneaker convention? Oh,
4: please. Oh, really? See, now, <laughs> yeah. here's what pisses me off. The press accounts that I read, oh, sneakerheads were all in for Trump. That's that's the press account I read. No. So no. please,
2: please play me this tape, please. <laughs> yes. Soon, please. I'm intravenously pumping this into my veins right now. Here we go.
1: Wow. A lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this room. Thank you. Thank you.
4: So, so the really nice thing is we have lines, and I want to thank Chase, and I want to thank Alan.
2: Yeah, it, it reminds me of that scene in the movie Talk Radio with Eric Bogosian, the Al- Oliver that. Stone movie, where he yeah. goes to the basketball game, and he thinks everyone loves him, but they're actually booing him, and they throw, like, drinks at him, and they're throwing garbage at him, and he's just like, oh, they love me, they love me, and he you know, just gets dragged out <laughs> by the scruff. So uh, that's Donald Trump. When he gets into a mixed audience, that's what exactly happens. He's not right. around his cult members to praise him artificially. Uh, so uh, as soon as he gets into this kind of crowd, it's uh, go fuck yourself. Thank you very much. <laughs> sneaker convention. I never thought I'd be praising a sneaker convention, but there it is. Yeah. Anyway. Who
4: you knew <laughs> there was sneaker con? I should have known, but I did. Yeah, no, 400 bucks. I mean. Uh, this whole thing—I don't know what the purpose of this was. I—I yeah. I, I don't. If this was just a show, it—it it was over very quickly, and I don't get what the point of it was.
2: Yeah. Well, Sneaker Con is not only the name of the event, but it also describes the event because it is a con involving sneakers.
4: I'm—I'm I'm fine that <laughs> sneakerheads have a convention. That's not what I'm questioning. I'm saying yeah. I don't understand the point of the Trump sneaker. Stunt. I don't, that's what I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. I, I, did, I don't see what that, how, how that
2: serves him or anybody long term. Anyone who wants to put his name on some crap, he'll right. do it. He'll do it because he's desperate for money. You know, like any claims to have nine billion dollars worth nine billion and Me he too. he's licensing his name onto shitty sneakers. Yeah. So uh yeah. Well, that's... it all, it
4: all adds up between that and the fundraising uh, you know for his persecution. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, those are the thing I guess it all adds up. I guess every little bit helps, I suppose.
2: But yeah, w- whatever he can get his hands on. His little stubby right. fingers on. Right. He's going right. to take. Yeah, yeah, cuz he desperately that. needs it because he's been found liable for nearly half a billion dollars. Because he committed business fraud. Let's be clear about this. Donald Trump is a gigantic fraud, and in a court of law, they have ruled as such. That's the case. Let's listen to Letitia James announcing this. I think it's important to hear this from Letitia James herself. She deserves her moment in the sun, and here we go.
0: Donald Trump and the other defendants were ordered to pay $463.9 million. Woo! (laughs) Woo! That represents yeah. $363.9 million in disgorgement, mm. plus $100 million in interest, which will continue to increase every single day until it is paid. Right. Donald Trump, the former chief financial officer of the Trump Organization, Alan Weisselberg, and the former controller of the Trump Organization, Jeffrey Makani, are each banned from serving as an officer or director of any New York company for three years. Mr. Weisselberg and Mr. Makani are also banned for life from serving in a financial management role in any New York company. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump are banned from serving as an officer or director of any New York company for two years. (laughs) And Donald Trump and his companies are banned from applying for loans from any New York bank or financial institution for three years. A new independent director of compliance (laughs) will be created at the Trump organization to ensure the company establishes internal protocols and meets financial reporting obligations. And the current independent external monitor will continue to oversee the company's financial dealings and ensure this fraud cannot continue. Babysitter.
2: Love it. He requires not one, but two babysitters now.
4: He's already had one, and uh, the company says it has cost uh, the Trump organization $2.5 million a year to have her there, as the court has ordered. (laughs) They hate this woman. They hate this woman. And now that they've been told she's going to be around longer, oh man, are they pissed about this woman. And now, in addition to that, as you just heard, there's a second monitor that's been put into place that wasn't there before. They're, the company's now going to have to pay that monitor, too. Yeah. So this is costing the company millions of dollars a year while Trump appeals and while the interest continues to build. Uh, he's got to put a lot of money down within a set amount of time. Finding companies to bond him, I think, it's going to be trickier than you've been hearing on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, the, it, a baby's in a corner again.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. And I love every second of it. You hear this? Right. This is me finding that vein. Got to find that vein. Oh, Pump this gotcha. shit right into there.
4: Yeah, banking the baby. One of the two. I'm not sure. <laughs>
2: um, okay, so yeah, uh, Judge Engeron described Donald Trump as uh, Donald Trump and his sons as uh, lacking contrition and remorse, wor- yes. bordering on the pathological. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's an understatement of the year, but I'm glad yeah. to see that kind of shit is on the record. It's so important for this to be on the permanent record so that posterity can and look back and see exactly what happened during this uh, horrendous era in politics.
4: You're absolutely right. That's the part that goes into the history books, and, yeah. and that's one of the things we care about here, in addition to the justice that has just been delivered. Mm. Oh, let's just stop and take that in for a second. Oh. Some Some justice... Yeah. has been delivered yeah. some actual job and he's gonna he can't weasel out. he can appeal is sure but it's gonna cost him it's going to cost him big uh this is this hurts him make no mistake about it uh, and i was laughing a moment ago because one of the most common responses i got when i posted that quote uh about lacking contrition Mm -hmm. and bordering on... uh, Pathological. Pathological. Yeah. Uh, The most common response I got was bordering on
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true you know what he's got to yeah. revise that maybe he can revise yes. the record next time he right gets yeah a well chance. he
4: was being look he was being polite he was yeah. being judicial right i guess when he's
2: judicial that. which the other judicial thing that he did that's uh, dana <laughs> yes. carvey yeah um, i see the <laughs> other thing that he did was he struck his prior ruling that uh the trump yes. organization other business certificates would yeah. be dissolved and yeah. obviously that's a disappointment, but I think on the upside, uh, legal analysts are saying that it'll uh, reduce the chance that an appeals court will overturn this thing. It'll be oh, it'll be seen as more favorable to an appeals court that Judge engoron held well, back sure. from taking this extra measure. Naturally, what? all of the MAGA people, all of the Trump supporters, including surrogates, people like Ronnie Jackson and so forth, oh, no. are behaving as though that's in place even though it's not Scott Adams in fact the Dilbert guy was tweeting about that today of course (laughs) acting as oh my god just the whining Holy Christ, the amount of whining coming from the Trump people. Uh, one of my favorite clips to come out of the uh, aftermath of Judge Angoran's ruling the other day was uh, Eric Trump whining and whining and whining, my dad built the skyline in Manhattan, and how dare Manhattan be so mean to my dad? And, mm-hmm. and someone, to, like, someone used AI. And I am not a fan of the AI no, buzz. Nor, I don't know if we're going about this. Not, not, yeah. yeah, I'm with Justine Bateman on this. I think Justine Bateman is doing incredible work getting the word out about uh, the myriad downsides of mm-hmm. AI. But someone used AI to apply a little girl's voice to Eric Trump's whiny lament. You want to hear this thing? Yes, <laughs> this please. is this is exactly the cadence and words that Eric Trump spoke on Sean Hannity's show Except the audio has been replaced using a deep fake of a little girl. Here we go.
3: Father built the skyline of New York City. And this is the thanks he gets for doing absolutely nothing wrong and not a dollar financial loss. The, I caution anybody even thinking about moving to New York to just be careful. This is not the state that my father grew up in. This is not the state that we grew up in. This is the demise of... A politically weaponized system and it's it's horribly sad, Janine, and, and I promise you we're gonna fight this and we're gonna win at the Appellate Division because honestly it's so egregious. It's so egregious, I promise you we're gonna get overturned.
2: <laughs> that is perfection. I wanna hear more of that, please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the big story, I think coming out of this, you know, we've talked about a couple of things in recent, uh, weeks here. And one of them, obviously Donald Trump encouraging a Russian invasion of Europe. That's one of them. Uh, we're going to talk a little later in the show about how he's now come out in support of a national 16 week abortion ban. I think that's another one on the uh, the short list as far as recent Trump things that we can apply to this uh, election campaign. Indeed. And now he is immensely compromised by this level of debt. We're talking about oh, yeah. half a billion dollars with this judgment alone, mm-hmm. and the interest is gonna continue to accrue. So the judgment itself was $364 million. That was the number Judge Ngoron mentioned in his judgment, in his right. decision. And then on top of that, there's at least a hundred million dollars in interest that continues to accrue daily. So right now it's four hundred sixty-four million plus. You should always add the plus at the end because right. more and more money is gonna get added on top of that. Oh, and then of course we've got to take into consideration the eighty-three million dollars he owes to Eugene Carroll. There are several lawsuits, by the way, against Trump in Washington, D.C., regarding January 6th, law enforcement officers and so forth. And he missed the deadline to appeal to the Supreme Court on those lawsuits uh, last week uh, in terms of immunity. We talked about that on Friday's after party. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of money that he owes. And that doesn't even take into consideration his criminal trials and any penalties that might be involved there. And so where is this money going to come from? Who's going to provide him with this cash? Either he's going to start selling off his assets in order to pay, and he's got to pay the bond. I mean, this is something that he's got to face immediately. So right Right. now, internally, Donald Trump is scrambling to figure out how to cover this level of debt right now. But where's he actually going to get that cash? If it's not selling off properties, who's going to give him that money? And to what degree will that compromise him? Is it going to be Elon Musk giving him the money? Is it going to be a foreign government giving him that money? This is a guy running for president. He should be conflict-free when it comes to money. (laughs) But Donald Trump is nothing but conflict. Right. And so we have to take a hard look. And I really hope... Hello? Hello? Journalists? Reporters? Reporters? I hope someone is investigating this right now. I hope someone has been assigned to this beat to make sure that they know and can report on where Donald Trump is going to get half a billion dollars within a very, very short span of time. I hope
4: someone's watching that, although I don't have a lot of faith in the mainstream media. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, lump on top of all of that, that Donald Trump has an IRS audit going on Right now, it's happening. It's right. happening behind closed doors. That could put him on the hook for as much as $100 million. That's on top of all this other stuff. I mean, this is a completely separate IRS audit, the one that he keeps complaining about. Say, like, I can't release my tax returns because of this IRS audit. Well, we got his tax returns, by the way, and that's one of the things that contributed to this decision by Judge Ngoron, that information. So this is a gigantic pile of money, maybe all told, a billion dollars, somewhere in that range. I mean- it's a colossal mountain of cash.
4: There's, despite his claims of being a nine-billionaire, it's actually closer to two. So if that's a billion down, that's a billion left, and most of that is in real estate. And uh, Trump supporters like to point out, oh, well, he's got a lot of money there. You know, he's, he's going to be fine. And, and it is true, he won't have to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. But the, the, the other truth is the value of his properties have, have dropped. Yeah. Uh, And so they're not he would have to sell them at a loss. He's going to have to sell them at a loss in order to generate cash unless he's uh, saved by the Saudis and he sells a lot of sneakers and a lot of red hats.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what we need answers for, whether or not the Saudis will lend him the money for this. I can't imagine anyone lending him money. I mean, Kimberly was saying to me uh, last night, "What, what happens if Elon Musk gives him the money? I don't think Elon Musk is writing a check to Donald Trump string free, like free of any uh, payback for half a billion dollars. I don't think that's happening. He's whatever money he gets in order to be able to pay this debt, he's going to have to pay back in some way, either, you know, obviously selling off assets aside. These are going to be in the form of loans that ostensibly, while he is hypothetically president again, he's gonna to have to pay these loans back. And so what kind of corner is that gonna paint him into <laughs> as far as policy goes, as far as decision-making goes? Right, right. I mean, one of many things that we have to be concerned about with regard to Donald Trump being president again, and let me add that being in debt for at least half a billion dollars, and these are in that, legal penalties, uh, that is far worse, incidentally, than being 81 years old. I'm just that, that, that
4: in itself, by the way, is compromise. That in itself. Yes. Being that far in debt, as far as the U.S. government is concerned, when hiring government employees, one of the things they look at is debt, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of debt is suspicious that that person uh, is likely compromised. Yeah. And uh, Uh, That would be the case with Donald Trump. So that's very important. And as we know, and as we have known from his first term, uh, these are the risks of having Trump president and the risks of having him president are one of the best ways to keep him from getting reelected the other I think is the abortion issue he wants a national abortion ban as I'm sure we're going to discuss uh, and, and and these things combined as Bob said earlier it's the combination of these approaches uh, that will uh, that will get the, the job done yeah right right right
2: well and then meantime Bloomberg is reporting that Trump spent fifty one point two million dollars in 2023 alone on legal expenses right plus he can tap on an- Another twenty six point six million dollars stashed in an allied super PAC that he can use to pay lawyers. But as his four criminal cases ramp up, those funds are expected to run out by July.
4: (laughs) Well, he's got he's got He's got Lara Trump saying that uh, if she can co-run the Republican National Committee, she'll make sure every dollar goes to Trump. And that, that, that remains undefined. What do you, how do you mean it goes to Trump? What, do, what does that mean exactly? Uh, and the other thing we've learned recently is that uh, for every dollar that MAGA idiots send it to this guy, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's buying a hat or making a donation, 60 cents out of every dollar is paying is going to pay legal bills. <laughs> I love that. 60 cents out of every dollar from maggots is going to legal defense. So add these things on to the the pile you just built for us.
2: Yeah. And by the way, uh, contrasting this with what's happening on the Biden side of campaigning right now and fundraising, Mm -hmm. uh, Politico reports that the Biden campaign touts $42 million raised in January. The Democratic president, DNC, ended January with $130 million cash on hand. Joe Biden, 81-year-old Joe Biden, who many Democrats are saying should step aside because, well, reasons. Joe Biden has raised the highest total of any Democratic presidential candidate in history. That is an enormous statement. What this shows is it shows Joe Biden is way more popular than the polls are indicating. That's first thing, and, and, and second and,
4: and Donald Trump is greatly feared. Yes, yes,
2: exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and it's a combination of those two things, yes, obviously. Is. But yeah. people obviously have confidence in Joe Biden enough to give him yes. a record amount of money for any Democratic presidential candidate in yes. history, Absolutely. and that's taking into consideration Barack Obama and his enormous popularity. Uh, this is a, a massive it, bit of good news.
4: It's a, yeah, it is. It's ab- unquestionably good news. It's a shame. We have to evaluate the progress of political campaigns in this way, but this is the reality we're dealing with, and this is the, this yeah. is the, this is the form of, of uh, money we deal in. So, uh, you know, it's, we just have to accept that. I, I hope that someday the system can change and not be so reliant on money, but yeah. right now we'll take this win.
2: Well, as long as Republicans are raising money, or at least trying to raise money, I think that's the more more appropriate way to describe it. As long as they're doing it, we got to do it. It has to be be both sides putting down their nuclear weapons, so to speak. That's the way this has to work as far as campaign finance goes. And hopefully that will eventually happen. What we got to do, here's the first step to getting their buzz. Uh-huh. we got to win this election. You know why? We do. The Supreme why? Court. And and the longer yeah. we can have to secure more justices on the Supreme Court, the more likely we'll be able to overturn things like Citizens United, right. which opened up the floodgates as far as private money, dark money into right. presidential right. campaigns and so forth.
4: Or, or, or enact term limits, whatever it takes to, yeah. to bring the country to a reasonable and moderate Supreme Court. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, lots more to talk about here in the context of this, plus uh, I want to talk about Ezra Klein's piece in the New York Times this uh-huh. week, which is a fascinating and frustrating read. If, in case you haven't read it, it's very, very long, but the most important part about it, and mm-hmm. I always have flashbacks to the summer of 2013 when I was covering the Snowden NSA story, the most important part of Ezra Klein's op-ed in the New York Times Yes. Is buried like right smack in the middle of it. Of course. Where most people aren't reading. I mean, most people don't read past the headline, to be perfectly honest, based on surveys. That's true. Yeah, and then secondary to that, most people don't read past the lead, like the first sentence of the article. So shit like I'm going to read here in a second uh, from Ezra Klein's piece, that got completely lost. It will
4: be new to most people, yes.
2: Right, right, but it answers questions that I have had, or I should say hypothetical questions, because Mm -hmm. these are details that we haven't gotten uh, until recently, and there was, by the way, an adjoining Houston Chronicle piece where they endorsed Joe Biden for president in which they say similar things about joe biden's actions as president what's going on behind the scenes this is really important so we're going to talk about that uh meantime we're going to talk about donald trump and his support for a, a national 16-week abortion ban yeah more journalistic malpractice on meet the press holy mm-hmm. god wait till you hear this clip i don't know how these people get contracts and get paid so much to appear on these television shows when they don't know anything so we'll talk about that and a whole lot more right after these words
1: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. Down.
2: Oh, yeah, this is one of, of my new favorites the sun, the
3: judgment...
2: Karma and the Killjoys. Hells... And a song called Hellscape on Ninth Street.
0: Oh, yeah. fear.
2: Such a great song. Got a link in the description to support Karma and the Killjoys. And this here single right here. I think I premiered this song when we talked to John Billingsley on the show. Dr. Phlox from Star Trek Enterprise.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way,
2: we just celebrated the one-year anniversary of the premiere of uh, Star Trek Picard Season 3.
4: Oh, my God. A year already.
2: Yeah, do you believe that? Wow.
4: You guys must be exhausted from doing a year's worth of shows. (laughs) I know.
2: you talking about Trek politics? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A year's worth of shows. That's hilarious. Uh, No, no. Right, Nikki. No. You're going to do a year-end wrap-up or... (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No, no, no. Here's the thing with Trek politics. Be entirely Uh clear about what's going on with that. Um, Mary has been writing a book. And as you may or may not know, writing a book is... (laughs) It's a book about me. See, now, that would be incredible. Why why aren't more people writing books about me? Well, I'll do it if she (laughs) wants. Thank you. Uh, But, of course, writing a book occupies every second of your time. When you're not actually typing, you're thinking about it, you're constructing Mm -hmm. it in your head, coming up with ideas, rejecting ideas, proofreading, going back over what you've written. It is an all-consuming thing. Um, I wrote one back in 2008. I had four months in which to do it, and it was the most taxing, difficult project I think I've ever worked on. Suffice to say, Mary Trump has been very, very busy. So as soon as she's done, as soon as she puts that book to bed, uh, we're going to sit down and talk about uh, the future of Trek politics. So don't worry. Don't sweat it. Everything's going to be
4: fine. I understand Mary was featured briefly uh, last night on uh, the John, uh, uh, John Stewart Thing, oh, yeah? Really? Daily show. Yeah. I, I guess he spent some time saying and I guess I think his bottom I read a recap. Of, oh, I know the why. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because uh, she tore into him uh, as we did. Uh, yeah. I did last week. Uh, for, for And so he recapped people tearing into him uh-huh. and saying, you know, uh, well, I guess. Uh, Democracy means not having a discussion or something oh, like that. Oh fuck and, that! And then and then and then he moved on from there to something else. I I you know I I'm recording the show. I may occasionally watch the show, but I but I this is uh, you know am I excited he's back? No, I'm I'm way over it. I'd be eager to see the numbers. The numbers were terrible for his first week out, and it'll be interesting to see if they went up or down yeah. from there.
2: I've just heard from a lot of people who are like done with John Stewart. Yeah. W- walking yeah. away from John Stewart, and yeah. uh, for good reason, I think. Uh, you know, it was really yeah. disappointing last week, and and for him to do like a like a whole whiny like Eric Trump style lament about that uh, right. is <laughs> is insane because he absolutely. Maybe we should AI his voice. I don't know. i was <laughs> <just, I'm> spitballing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he both sides the issue. He downplayed things like what will happen to the country if Donald Trump becomes president. These are all legitimately wrong things for him to have said and naturally pissed off a lot of people. And, and now I'm even further pissed off because obviously he didn't bring <laughs> up my complaints about his show uh, right on last night's episode. So damn him, damn him for not talking about it not.
4: Me. I will send him a picture so he has a graphic to put up.
2: Yeah, please. Why don't people send him screen grabs sure. of all the things the terrible things I've said about? I wrote a whole piece about John Stewart. <laughs> no one sent <laughs> yes, him that. Why would. wasn't I included? I'm kidding, of course. I'm glad I'm happy for our, our great friend Mary Trump that she yes. was on there. But she, I mean, she wrote a whole piece. Her piece for her Substack was John Stewart is a threat to democracy.
4: Yes, she did. She minced no words, as they say.
2: Yeah, and I sent her a note as soon as that uh, mm-hmm. email came down with that article. I was like, "Thank you for saying this." And yeah, I said, you, "You and I talked." Look out! Yeah. I added, "Look out." Because uh, she could end up getting uh, in trouble, and obviously John Stewart called her out last night. So I'll I'll, yeah. I'll look forward to seeing that. Obviously, my trend now is you and I talk about it on the show, whatever John right. Stewart has said, That's A- right. and then I watch it later <laughs> because I'm so prepared <laughs> for today's episode. Well,
4: and and you know, I mean, I guess rightfully I should have watched it, but yeah. no, I yeah. don't. I no longer consider it an important source uh, to. Uh, you know to view to absorb before doing the show yeah. i watch rachel uh before doing the show mm-hmm. i watch uh, the night the evening news the, what is it world news tonight with skippy <laughs> uh and and you know, that's so, not his
2: real name, is it?
4: Uh, yeah, he's got to do something about those sideburns, <laughs> I'm telling you. But that's, it's <laughs> that's another skinny. show. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Fox News uh, is doing its best impression of Fox News, its right. self satirical impression of Fox News. That's right. They're framing Donald Trump as a political prisoner like Navalny. This that's is what right. Laura Ingram was talking about the other night. And by the way, this is a shameless insult to actual political prisoners of which there are many, including Navalny or formerly Navalny. Besides, you know what? Trump was indicted. We've got to be clear about what's going on here because they're making the seem as if Joe Biden's behind the scenes all at once doddering and drooling. But also pulling all the levers of American jurisprudence, right? That's
4: right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, They're playing it like Biden is as dangerous as as Putin, uh, (laughs) but can't uh, get from one end of the hallway to the other. And and you're right. And maybe if we can find a way if we can find a way i'm Funny. so glad uh, I, if if we can find a way to to continue to present that contrast i think it, it can it can help
2: us yeah yeah but yeah, you know cool. i mean to be clear about how this is working with these criminal trials right. donald trump was indicted not by joe biden he was indicted by american citizens serving as grand jurors who spent months of their lives Examining evidence and weighing whether he should be charged and going over it years of process went into this this is the people. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of this process occurred before Joe Biden ever became president.
4: That's right.
2: I mean, the Letitia James thing was before that started in I think as early as 2018 between Cy Vance, uh, New York City, New York State, Letitia James is obviously all of those things were occurring long before Joe Biden ever got his uh, old man hands all over those levers. (laughs) (sighs) So, right, I mean, this is not Russia. This is not Putin's Russia. We have due process here where citizens sit on juries and decide the fate of people like Donald Trump, not prosecutors, not the president, not attorneys general, citizens making these choices, American citizens, and that gets lost in the mix here.
4: it it shouldn't. It should very much be part of the mix. And we have some strong tools with which to work in this election. Mm -hmm. Number one, number one in my book still, uh, number one for the hundredth straight week in a row now, abortion. Uh, Donald Trump uh, this past week said, and I know you're bringing this up, but I keep getting ahead of it, but he he wants a national abortion ban. You know, 16 weeks to make it sound moderate, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's a national abortion ban. That's your campaign number one because Americans, Republicans, and Democrats oppose that idea. Right. So th- th- our strongest tool in the box is that our second strongest and and it's it's uh, I, it's strange it's weird that it would be second yeah. but it, democracy the threat to democracy that the bob was just talking about mm-hmm. and and uh, you know the, the 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 list obviously goes on. Yeah yeah uh, the compromising
2: of, debt yeah all these e- things.
4: Exactly the the Joe Biden economy is maybe the third strongest to uh, uh, tool in our arsenal yeah. uh, we we have excellent tools and the timing is perfect i'm feeling we can't take anything for granted mm-hmm. but it, it's ours to lose it's uh, we're we're like the kansas city chiefs at this point <clears throat> it's it's ours to lose
2: yeah well the 16 week abortion ban is uh, far from moderate i mean a national abortion ban is about as extreme as you can get exactly and the other thing about 16 weeks according to the reporting in the new york times uh-huh. 16 weeks is entirely arbitrary. This is Donald Trump putting his finger on a number and going, Well, that's a round number. Let's no, go, no, let's try he, that.
4: You no, know, in, in fact, Bob, he called it an even number. An even he number. Said, he said the reason he likes the 16 weeks is that it's four months and that's an even number. Wow. That's why he thinks it's fair and moderate. That's the scientific knowledge yeah. that he brings to his 16 week abortion ban. It's an even number. He said that.
2: Remember back in 2016 and 2017, there was this breathless anticipation all throughout the political press and even among some analysts uh, on Twitter and so forth that don't worry about Donald Trump. He's going to pivot to being presidential. He's going right, to moderate right. himself for general yeah. audiences, general voters, uh, and not just appeal to his MAGA base. Yeah, he'll he's going to settle be- down. Yeah, yeah, he'll become a normal president here. That's and right. it was absolutely ludicrous. It showed no insight whatsoever in terms of Donald Trump's personality, how he handles right. politics, how he conducts himself. Donald Trump is not going to moderate in any way. He's not going to move to the center. He's never going to be presidential. Never. He never was, and he never will be. Right. Along comes Meet the Press and Mara Liaison, uh, who sat on uh, the panel with Kristen Welker and some others on Meet the Press Sunday morning. Okay, I'm just going to start playing this because it's like, talk about a WTF moment. It's like, what the fuck is this?
3: A policy issue that has been in the spotlight this week, abortion, Mara, because uh, Revelations, New York Times first report, NBC News, has confirmed that Trump is considering backing a 16-week federal
1: ban. He likes, I'm told, a nice round number. What do you make of this? What's the implications? <laughs> well, there's two aspects of this. Democrats are going to say he's for a national ban. He doesn't want states to decide. Every blue state that's codified... Okay, first of all, Yes, Democrats are gonna say that, but it's also true. <laughs> what, is she, what is she talking
2: about? She frames it as Democrats saying this, which peels away some of the reality of the observation. This is not a he said, she said thing. Right.
1: This is a fact, report it as a fact. I'm told a nice round number what do you make of this? What's the implications? Well, here? there's two aspects of this. Democrats are gonna say he's for a national ban.
2: Because he is. Yes. Because he is.
1: That it's is a, a fact.
4: fact. <laughs> a 16-week national ban.
1: God. Damn it. He doesn't want states to decide. Every blue state that's codified road, that's going to go in the garbage can. So that's one impact of it. But the second thing that I think is incredibly interesting is that Donald Trump is acting like a normal politician. Oh, no. 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 Right, Nikki Haley? No.
2: No. 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 Oh, my God. No. No!
4: That's right. Damn it. What is that? It's NBC it's it's all of them but especially nbc and you have to wonder at this point what the hell's going on you have uh Kristen welker here mm-hmm. at, at meet the press meet the press had already lost its credibility yeah. uh she certainly didn't help remember she went to the little steak dinner in uh, milwaukee with uh, trump's henchman yeah. uh, before the first republican debate mm-hmm. so that nbc could uh, get one of the debates and and then on friday Katie Tour, who I thought, well, K- Katie is still good, right? Yeah, Katie's one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Is she really? No, Katie Tour is no longer one of the good ones. She asked her panelists is it is this fair to go after Donald Trump like this in this environment is my question. Oh, that's God. a quote. That's a quote. Is this fair to go after Donald Trump like this in this environment is my question. Uh, legal correspondent Lisa Rubin agreed. That Tur's assessment of the statute is true, but then uh, threw it to New York Assistant Attorney General Tristan Snell, who gave it more analysis. But the fact that we have and mainstream anchors asking, is it fair to go after Donald Trump? Oh, we, we we don't need that. And it it's starting to look it's starting to look and smell like a conspiracy at NBC. Yeah, yeah. It's spreading through that organization like a disease. Feels like and, it. and and I have to wonder. And wondering less, isn't this a directive from the top at NBC? Could be. Could very easily be. I do not trust. I do not trust. We cannot trust NBC period. Yep. As for the others, uh, case by case
2: basis. Alright, just to be sure that we have the proper context for all of us, let's listen to the rest of uh, Mara Liaison uh, on okay. Meet the Press, because this is utterly infuriating. This is journalistic malpractice of the highest order.
1: State that's codified road, that's going to go in the garbage can. So that's one impact of it. But the second thing that I think is incredibly interesting is that Donald Trump is acting like a normal politician. Now, no. usually he usually doesn't do that, but he's moving, trying. If this Story is true to move no. to the center no. on abortion for no. the general election no. to get more where the majority of voters are. And you know what? There is a consensus. On- no, a majority of voters don't support a 16-week abortion no. ban. No, no. Move, saying supporting
2: a 16-week uh, week abortion ban is not the center.
4: You're being Wait, a soul just- vote.
2: But they're defining it as being the center. This is, oh my God, this is a They're selling a lie.
4: They're selling a lie. Now, if you wanted, uh, if I were going to take a run at analysis, I would say he's trying to make it appear as though he's going for the center. But the truth is he is going for a national abortion ban. That's the proper way to frame this. And I don't think it's a partisan way it's the facts
2: yep yep uh, I'm not gonna play any more of this because my blood pressure I just <laughs> yeah but <laughs> for my own personal safety that's where I'm gonna stop the audio but obviously we got enough of it to understand what's happening here as long as people like Mary liaison and meet the press keep saying that a 16-week abortion ban is the centrist policy holy God then people are gonna start to believe that that's the centrist policy suddenly the opinions on yeah, on choice it. and reproductive rights move. Move to the right, as though they already hadn't like, moved to the right. They're even moving farther and, to the and, right.
4: And that and that feels like the whole plan, and that's where it's been moving all along anyway. And my point is, is that what you have just shown us here is all but the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. uh, that that this has spread uh, like a disease throughout NBC, and now it has consumed even Katie Tour, who I thought was kind of okay, but now i got to write her off to, yeah, yeah. damn it.
2: Am I losing my mind? I don't think we're losing our minds here. No, I I think what's happening is happening. That NBC is desperate to frame Donald Trump as a normal candidate in the face of everything. In the face of the very fact that Donald Trump, given his druthers, would absolutely arrest every single journalist and executive and showrunner who works at NBC News. Starting with Katie Turr. Starting with Katie Turr. Starting with Kristen Welker. I mean, all these people would be on Donald Trump's enemies of the people list. And they're busily like falling over themselves Mm -hmm. to define Donald Trump as being normal. Stop it. Stop it. You're hurting America, to quote Jon Stewart from years ago. You're hurting America. You're hurting democracy. You're hurting the First Amendment, the freedom of the press. By so flagrantly bending over backwards to define Donald Trump, of all people, as something that he's not making the rest of us feel like we're being gaslit, making the rest of us feel like we've taken crazy pills. Fucking stop it. And you know what? All the same sentiments go to Jon Stewart, by the way, just throwing that in there. Yeah, yeah. This is insane. And, and all in the context, too, of the Alabama Supreme Court ruling that IVF embryos mm-hmm. are children. We Girl talked,
4: sickles, boy sickles. Right, yes, right.
2: Frozen, frozen children. We talked about this after the Dobbs decision was handed down. I said, you know what? They're going to go after IVF clinics next because a lot of those embryos, the non-viable ones especially, are eventually destroyed. This, Be- you this, know, because this, they're non-viable. Yeah, this yeah this God. this embryo this frozen embryo
4: ruling is is another step toward uh, banning IVF. Yeah, that's
2: exactly right. And now yeah. they've got a court precedent to be able to do that. Right. I mean,
4: um, unless it's overturned, which mm-hmm. uh, you know, who who knows what's gonna happen?
2: Well, on top of the fact that MAGA Republicans once again on the extreme wrong side of an issue, a 2022 <laughs> survey of I don't know six thousand people. Only 6% of Americans said IVF is morally wrong. 6%. So we've got to use this. I mean, Republicans go to IVF clinics to get fertility treatment. Republicans do do that. I mean, anti-choice Republicans engage in this because they want to have babies. So the Republican message is, if you don't want to have a baby, we're going to force you to have a baby. And if you do want to have a baby, we're going to say, no, you can't have a baby. As virile as Republican men are, sometimes they need this technology. It's insane. It is absolute madness what what is going on here. And it's not going to stop with IVF. Obviously, contraception is on the table as well. Uh, But you know what? Republicans, keep going. Please keep going, because the more extreme you become, the more elections we're going to win. Because I know for a fact, obviously, we've seen this bear out in all kinds of special elections and in the midterms, is that women are fed the fuck up. They are fed up with you and your fuckery. And by you, I mean the entire the royal you, the entire Republican establishment. Okay, so more to talk about here. Uh, Ezra Klein's New York Times op ed saying that uh, Joe Biden should drop out not because he can't handle the job but because he can't campaign as vigorously as a younger man. Ezra Klein took like 5,000, 6,000 words to say this, what I just said in one sentence.
4: That's, that's my point about articles that long, yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, you know, I've been known to write some long ones too, but... <laughs> Not that long. I try to be brief. I I try to use an economy of words with my stuff these days. But suffice to say, right in the middle of this thing, as we were saying before, he makes the entire case for why Joe Biden should continue to be president. We're going to read that paragraph and talk about it here in just one second. Back with more show right after this. Okay, it's time to commit. me of one of my favorite uh, recording artists right now, uh, this, this is, a, by the way, Powder Pink and Sweet in a song called Blue Sunshine, reminds me of M83, I don't know if you're familiar with M83, but similar genre of music, which I love and therefore I love this, again Powder Pink and Sweet, Blue Sunshine, this is the name of the song, link in the description to download it. BobSeska. slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Okay. It's ethereal. I like that. It's wonderful. Uh, this is kind of. St- I've been listening to a lot of this uh, lately. Um, okay. Very soothing. Yeah. Yeah, very much so, and just pulse pounding and exciting. And I just. I love that wall of sound uh, it's aspect most, so, of uh, it's both
4: soothing and pulse pounding.
2: It's y- both of those. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> all at the same time. It's it's almost like you're on drugs. It's like you're smoking pot and doing cocaine at the same time and uh-huh. it battle Crazy. it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ezra Klein must have been mm-hmm. smoking pot and doing cocaine at the same time because he really. wrote this uh, op-ed saying Joe Biden should drop out because he can't campaign as vigorously as a younger man.
4: Right, and I agree with you that that sums up the whole thing. And, and I also agree with you, at least in the sense that You talk about this one part in the middle where he says the important part. Yes. And and that is where I stopped reading. As soon as I read that part, I thought, well, that's all I need. Yeah. And that's where I stopped. But, yes, please share with us that important segment that was buried all the way down in the middle.
2: Yes. So, as you know, uh, since this issue came up, I've been uh, contemplating this notion of, well, if Joe Biden were really out to lunch on the job. Mm-hmm. Then there would be reporting about this. Some kind of leak. Yeah, know? of course, people. It would leak. It would, it would leak all over the place, and this press would jump all over. We've heard how the press reacts to politics these days, especially at NBC News. You think NBC News would go? Ah, you know what? We're not going to touch that. We're not going to touch that story. Well, oh, we've heard Joe Biden fell asleep in a cabinet meeting. Uh, we're, we're just not going to report that. Right?
1: No, 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 no.
2: Of course they would report that. Of course they would report shit like Immediately. that. Immediately, they'd break programming. For right. Them. But here is the answer to that hypothetical question. Is Joe Biden doing the job? Is he able to handle the rigors of being president? The answer is a resounding yes. Here's Ezra Klein in the middle of the piece in which he's urging Joe Biden to drop out of the race. Since the beginning of Biden's administration, I've been asking people who work with him, how does he seem? How red in is he? What's he like in the meetings? Maybe it's not a great sign that I felt the need to do that, that a lot of reporters have been doing that, but still, and I am convinced watching him, listening to the testimony of those who meet with him, not all people who like him, I am convinced he is able to do the job of the presidency. He is sharp in meetings. He makes sound judgments. I cannot point to you. A moment where Joe Biden faltered in his presidency because his age has slowed him. There you go. All you need to know. All you need to know. He is fully engaged. He's doing the job. He is alert. He's asking questions. All the normal president things.
4: And bear in mind, this is in the context of an article that says A is too old to do it.
2: (laughs) Right. You know what? The campaign is only lasting until November. If he's not out barnstorming the Midwest and the swing states and doing five rallies a day, guess what? Neither is Donald Trump. And so it's my theory, it's my thing that this whole age issue is going to cancel itself out. Biden's old. Trump is old. I I
4: can't take credit for this idea, but you know when uh, we might see evidence that Biden has a lot of energy? And a lot of uh, a lot of ver- I think probably a couple of weeks from now when yeah. he delivers the State of the Union address. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be so much more effective than a clip before the Super Bowl uh, that he was criticized for not taking advantage of. Even I wondered at first why he passed up a chance to speak to 60 million people. Um, and And I still have some concerns about that. But it would have been a clip that could have easily been taken out of context. We just don't know what CBS would have done with that excerpt, because they weren't going to air the whole thing live, yeah, certainly, yeah, the yeah. chat with the president. So he has the State of the Union speech coming up in two weeks and two days, uh, and uh, that's an opportunity uh, for him to show the nation just how strong he is. I don't know what the viewership will be like, yeah, but there will, yeah. there will be clips from it, uh, clips hopefully that we can also use throughout the campaign.
2: The expectation that Joe Biden should be doing primetime press conferences and sit-down interviews all the time, this right. is an outdated framing for how the presidency is handled in the modern social media age. I, I strongly believe this. Well, I do like the fact that presidents 40 years ago used to do primetime press conferences and all these things. Bill Clinton was very good at them. Ronald Reagan was good at them. JFK was exceptional at those sorts of things. Right. We're in a new paradigm now. Things are a lot more divisive now. Networks are less willing to hand over their airtime to yes. politicians and political events and things like that. See also the lack of coverage that you get on networks of conventions. I mean, that's right. one of the things that has fallen by the wayside as far as uh, network coverage goes. And the fact is that what you don't want, especially in an election year, is to put Joe Biden, who is going back, 50 years notorious for being a gaff machine. What you don't want to do is in the social media divisive politics age is to put that man front and center and roll the dice that Mm. something bad is going to happen Again, during a harrowing election year where where democracy is a cliffhanger, democracy is on the ballot, fascism is on the ballot, it's it's bad politics. And you don't see that happening with Donald Trump either. I mean, Donald Trump is not doing a lot of sit-down interviews, especially with, well, he may be doing it with friendly press but he's not doing it with the normal press. I mean, when was the last time Donald Trump sat down with someone from NBC News uh, in that adversarial kind of setting? Yeah,
4: Uh, CBS or ABC. yeah, Yeah, I mean,
2: even going back to Barack Obama. Barack Obama was constantly attacked for not doing enough press conferences. It's just now we're deeper into the weeds of social media, the weeds of the internet. And so it happens less often. It's not necessarily a reflection. And because people are ageist, they'll automatically assume this with Joe Biden. It's not a reflection of his age or his inability to do the job. It's simply smart politics it's simply smart campaigning for the modern age
4: i I realize there's a risk but that seems to express a little lack of confidence in the candidate and i think i think the more we get to see the real joe biden the the stronger he is um you know i i don't know i i I know there are two schools of thought on this Uh, even i think within the white house itself whether we put him out there more put him out there less i've i've seen people say things like well you know, why is he hiding? Why isn't he out there more? And and I realize that they're inviting him out for gaffes. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I think there's an advantage to the human side of Joe Biden.
2: Well, that's true. I, I would agree with that, too. But if we look back at his press conference the other day after the Robert Hur report dropped, I know, I know. Uh, I the know. story was not Joe Biden talks at length about very complicated Middle East negotiations. The story mm. was Joe Biden said Mexico instead of Egypt. Yeah, no, you're right. So you gotta navigate that minefield, and
4: we need to anticipate what the media is going to pull out of it.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, And that's why it's not so much what Biden says; it's how it's handled after the fact. Fair enough. Yeah, and and that's the concern. I think that's the concern of Joe Biden's campaign people. Certainly, concern of Joe Biden himself. I'm sure. You don't want to just keep producing unforced errors. That's right. going to be damaging. Okay. And, uh, and, and whether the candidate is 81 years old or 41 years old, it's, just, it's something that you need to avoid in our modern, modern politics. I, I, yeah. I expect
4: to see a fiery uh, Joe Biden in the State of the Union speech. Yeah. And, and for everyone who doesn't watch the show per se, there will be clips uh, uh, plenty on the Internet. Yeah.
2: And, and by the way, mm-hmm. as, as far as I see it, we have two choices. We can either one, own Joe Biden's age. And apply that to his wisdom and experience, his ability to get the job done, unlike Donald Trump. But Joe Biden has the wisdom and experience, and it's proved in his uh, record right now as far as successes, bipartisan legislation, and so forth. And we should own this knowing that the issue could ultimately cancel itself out, that Trump's age and age-related issues will cancel out Joe Biden's age. And number two, we can't blindly pull the plug now risking chaos, democrats in disarray, oh, absolutely. rolling the yeah. dice that whoever replaces Joe Biden isn't oh. plagued by something far more problematic than age, by the way. So the notion of having a you know a 3-month scramble to a nominee is utter fucking madness. It would be democrats in disarray times a thousand. I mean, the great irony of the fact That the convention is going to be held in Chicago (laughs) this year harkens back to the madness, the utter madness of 1968 that eventually led to Richard Nixon getting elected president. Right. And all the nightmarish things that went along with that. So what we don't know is, okay, let's say we get Joe Biden to step aside. We have no idea what kind of opposition research the Republicans have on Gavin Newsom or Kamala right. Harris or uh, any of the hopefuls who are Benji. occupying the Democratic bench right now.
4: Better the old guy we know than the young guy we don't. Yeah, on bingo. The side of the fence.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's very well said. So it's uh, about
4: time I contributed something. To the <laughs> <day
2: show. laughs> so that is that. Oh, and by the way. I have an announcement, and we'll wrap Uh up with this. I have an announcement for MAGA trolls who might be listening to the show today. Oh, good. Donald Trump says, get out and vote on November 27th. So mark your (laughs) calendars, MAGA, for the election day, which is November 27th. Here's Donald Trump uh, confirming this information. We
1: need you to get out and vote to set the stage for November. Go vote. November 27th.
2: November 27th. Thanksgiving.
4: Thank you. Thanksgiving Day, yes.
2: Yeah, November 27th is when you should vote Republicans.
4: They're so marvelously stupid.
2: Yeah. And by the way, where were the breathless headlines and pundits lining up to scream about Donald Trump saying November 27th instead of the actual election day? Uh, No. Crickets chirping. Okay. That's right. But Joe Biden said Mexico instead of Egypt the other day. So, mm. Right fuck him. He's done. <laughs> he should step down. Where are the calls for Donald Trump to step down? I mean, they've got a perfectly good candidate who's been running for the last couple of years, Nikki right. Haley. I'm not saying what? I like Nikki Haley. I'm just saying, yeah. as far as a replacement for Donald Trump, there's someone already lined up. It's not like we'd have. It's not like the Democratic side we'd have to scramble for someone. Where the, are the bre-
4: Yeah, where are the breathless headlines that say what will this do to Trump's support?
2: Yeah, exactly the fact that he told an entire crowd of supporters that vote. they should make sure to vote um, on November 27th. 27. But uh, Joe Biden's old. He, he, Joe Biden tripped over a sandbag, so that's it. <laughs> Let's go with that guy, the November 27th guy. Exactly. And by the way, this is one of a gazillion things. I have to pick and choose now what Trump audio I play because it, 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 if it was just, I if know. the whole show and the content of the show was based on Trump audio, I'd be playing nothing but Trump audio because he said stupid shit like that so many times, so many times, just in the last few days alone. <sighs> <laughs> I've got issues. And so much stupid, so little time. Meet the Press. Jesus, how far that institution has fallen. Meet this. And you know what's funny is people going around saying, hey, God, I miss Tim Russ. Uh, Tim Russert. Yes. Yeah, Tim Russ is the good guy. Tim yes, Russ is my good. friend, Tim Russ from Voyager.
4: It's so confusing.
2: Tim Russert. People are saying, I miss Tim Russert.
4: Right, yeah. And, and I'm like, don't.
2: Yeah. I, I remember Blogosphere 1.0. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching Meet the Press with Tim Russert and going, God damn it! Just like this. God damn it! All the time watching Tim Russert do that show. Because it was, you know, it wasn't as bad as Kristen Welker or Chuck Todd. Still kind of weak. Not a lot of hardball questions there.
4: I stand corrected. Uh, November 27th is the day before Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, damn you. This year, yeah. Thanksgiving Eve, everybody get out and vote. Okay, the Shadow Docket is coming up next on our Patreon page. Go subscribe now. Support the show, patreon.com slash Show. You get extra content, extra fun chat rooms, an entire community of listeners. Join us over there, why don't you? All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. That's it. Bye.